Welcome to the book club that sure is not your mom's romance book club, but it is my mom's. I'm Ellen and joining me as always is my mom. Hi mom, how's it going? So good. So, so good. good. Joining us not as always is listener Jen, who won the opportunity <laughs> to be featured on the show. So welcome to Jen. How's it going? Great. I'm so excited. Good. We are so excited to have you with us. Jen. Yeah, we're so excited to mix it up a little bit. Um, so today we're going to talk about The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker, and later we are going to get to know Jen better, which I forgot to tell her we were going to do. <laughs> okay. um, so hopefully that's okay. <laughs> Super personal questions. <laughs> when did you have your first period? Just kidding. Um, okay. But first, mom, and then we'll get to Jen. Oh, shoot. What have you been what reading? What have I been reading? What That's have you been reading? Excellent question. I forgot all about all that. Um, okay, I read, what did I read? I read the, um, what you call it, book? The uh, Wait With Me. Yeah, the wait, the second one, Next in Line. Is yes, that what it is? Next in Line. I read and Next then in Line. One Moment, Please. Oh, no, you haven't started I haven't that. read One okay. Moment, Please yet. So, uh, Amy, Dawes. Amy Dawes. Yeah. And um, I think that's all I got in this week. Okay. Um, Jen, what have you been reading? It doesn't have to be in the past week. It's just like a couple of your your last favorites that you've been reading. Well, I just finished uh, One Moment, Please. It was really oh. cute. Yeah, I listened to that. Oh, yeah, I've listened to that since we last recorded as well. So, And then I've been yeah. on a real Serena Bowen kick. Like I went through oh. all the bitter, like all the True North. And Hi, is that your first so time? Good. Yeah. Yeah, okay. and I went back and listened to your podcast, and then I went and did Brooklyn Air as well, and then ah. I did Him and Us, which is really oh. good. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't read, that. read that one. Highly recommend. Really okay, good. cool. I love that True North series. That yeah, awesome. we. Yeah, I wish we had more time to get to more Serena Bowen because I really like I like her books a lot. So we've we've always enjoyed the ones that we've done. So. Um, I listened to One Moment, Please by Amy Dawes. Um, pretty good audiobook, too. Amy Dawes always does, like, pretty good audiobooks. She does, yeah. And then I listened to How to Love Your Elf by Carolyn Sparks, which Mom had done a while ago, and it's the part of the Embraced series. Um, and, yeah, both. I, I did a lot of driving the past <laughs> uh, week with my move and such, and so... I mainly have been doing audiobooks. Um, and then, you know, The Simple Wild, so. Yeah. Um, okay, so today we're going to be talking about The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker. It is the first book in her Wild series and is followed by a sequel, Wild at Heart. Jen, have you read the sequel? Yes. As soon as I finished The Simple Wild, I went right to the sequel. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. had I more time... I would do it. Hey, okay. just no spoilers. Oh, I don't want to spoil it. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. I'm not saying anything. Um, okay, here is the back cover description. Uh, Calla Fletcher wasn't even two when her mother took her and fled the Alaskan wild, unable to handle the isolation of the extreme rural, which I can never say, rural <laughs> lifestyle, leaving behind Calla's father, Ren Fletcher, in the process. 
Helen never looked back, and at 26, a busy life in Toronto is all she knows. But when Calla learns that Ren's days may be numbered, she knows that it's time to make the long trip back to the remote frontier town where she was born. She braves the roaming wildlife, the odd daylight hours, the exorbitant prices, and even the occasional, dear God, outhouse, all for the chance to connect with her father, a man who, despite his many faults, she can't help but care for. While she struggles to adjust to this rugged environment, Jonah, the unkempt obnoxious and proud Alaskan pilot who keeps helps keep her father's charter plane company operational can't imagine calling anywhere else home and he's clearly waiting with one hand on the throttle to fly this city girl back to where she belongs convinced that she's too pampered to handle the wild Jonah is probably right but Kala is determined to prove him wrong soon she finds herself forming an unexpected bond with the burly pilot as his undercurrent of disapproval dwindles, it's replaced by friendship or perhaps something deeper. But Kala is not in Alaska to stay and Jonah will never leave. It would be foolish of her to kindle a romance to take the same path her parents tried and failed at years ago. It's a simple truth that turns out to not be so simple after all. So, Let's start with Jen. Jen, you were a huge advocate for this book, Making the List. And then when I gave you the option of books to choose from, you picked this one. So I'm assuming you like it. Um, so what made you pick this book? And I mean, what, what, what's your general, you know, quick thought on this book? Oh, I just, I love it. I love books that can make you laugh and cry, feel all the emotions. It just, yeah. it's right up there with me, for me. It's just really yeah. nice book. Okay. And then mom, what did you think of The Simple Wild? Ellen, I loved this book. <laughs> this was a five star for me and I don't give out five stars lightly. Mm -hmm. And um, like Jen said, it, I laughed. I LOL'd multiple times. And I cried, like, <laughs> crying. <laughs> like choking sobs, crying. I was laying in bed this morning, finishing the book, and my husband's like, are you crying? I was like, yes, just leave me alone. <laughs> um, okay, so I'm tempted, like, I've never given this out before. I'm tempted to give this, like, a really love. I, because I really loved this book. I loved yeah. this book. I, I stayed up, well, like, it, I, I was like, oh, I need to read. I'll, I'll go to bed and I'll read some. Uh, fast forward to 4.30 in the morning when <laughs> I was still up finishing the book. So, um, yeah, it's safe to say I, I really loved this book. Basically, everything you guys are saying. I loved that it had, I mean, like, obviously the romance is a huge component, but there's... I mean, it didn't even feel like the largest component of the story. There was just a lot more story in addition to the romance that was going on. Well, and other relationships that were built and, yeah. and ah, so good. Yeah. Um, and, like, banter was off the charts. Uh, grumpy hero alert. Yes. Now that mom and I are in the same house, like, when I started, I, like, yelled from my bedroom, grumpy hero alert! <laughs> because... Bring it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, because especially in the beginning, he, like, verges on dickishness, um, but, you know, they all, they all do. And, and he just melts later on, yeah. and he's oh delightful. Gosh. Yeah. Um, okay, what did you guys think of Kala as our heroine? We'll start with Jen. Uh, Jenga first. I, 
I mean, she was written to be annoying at the beginning, and I was, yeah. like, annoyed by her. But she, it's not like she was a bad person. I think she was just entitled, not yeah. privileged, I guess is the word, and not really even seeing her privilege. So yeah. it was just, yeah, it was a little annoying <laughs> stepping yeah. in her shoes. But the, it was like the growth arc, right? She yeah. had a good heart. She loved her family. And, uh, yeah, and she was a hard worker. So I really, yeah. and she was so feisty with Jonah. It's yeah, what I yeah. loved about her. Like, she didn't take it from him, which was great. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Mom? Well, I, like Jen said, I loved, and I think it has to do with the way she was written. Because when I was reading her in the beginning, it's not like I didn't like her or that I even thought there was anything wrong with her. But then once she got to Alaska, I started seeing her through everyone else's eyes that was there yeah. and then you're like oh yeah she she needs to do some changing yeah. <laughs> she needs to do some growing up and um so yeah i loved her her arc in the story and um i loved her <laughs> to, i was super annoyed i was telling ellen i was like the fact that she even thought to wear those shoes flying to Alaska, <laughs> open-toed, wedge-heeled wedge shoes. Heels. I was like, gosh, darn, girl, you gotta, you can't be that simple. But, um, so that was, that was a little frustrating. But then, you know, she, she changed. She, she began to figure out what she was getting herself into. And, yeah. And I loved it. Yeah. She's, like you said, she's privileged, but she's also high maintenance, which, like, for me personally, I can't entirely relate to um, um yeah you can <laughs> <laughs> no but like i mean look at me right now I'm no yeah no t-shirt. you're not <laughs> yeah. and um and yeah the fact that she she took a long time to just like grasp even what the lifestyle up there was and it's like you get where you are right honey <laughs> like that's just not how things are gonna work um so i never she i mean and then like the whole social media lifestyle blogger which was less her thing and like power to those people but my experience in LA those tend to be the kind of people that annoy me in general (laughs) I don't want to like generalize but um but I did really like her and I really liked her her journey and like you were saying that she like gave as good as she got from him I really liked that um both in the boudoir and uh, yeah. and, with, and with the banter, but um, yeah. So I I came to really like her a lot more, and I am really curious to see the second one and see, you know, now that she's kind of chosen to be in Alaska, in Anchorage, which is a little well, I think more we need civilized. to point out that the second one is about still about them. Yes, yeah. correct. It's not like a regular romance series where. We pick up a different couple. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's still about them and it's their life. It's not about Agnes and her, you know. And I new do gentleman. like the fact, and this, I don't know, maybe you have a question about this later on, but I do like the fact that they both kind of had to compromise somewhat to, to make it all happen. And I mean, he had, he moved closer to Anchorage and then she, so they both kind of gave a little to, yeah, to make their her a lot more, let's be honest, but, um, yeah. But yeah, so her overall journey, I think, is what I respected the most about her. And um, so, and where she ended up. And yeah, with the second one, I'm interested to see how she does now that she's chosen it. No spoilers, Jen. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But I've actually heard from, like, some people that they liked the second one even more than the first one. I don't know if you feel that same way, but Uh. did you... 
I found the conflict frustrating on the second one, but I still yeah. really, really liked it. Uh, okay. Well, you know us and conflicts. If it's a frustrating conflict, <laughs> it really bugs me. Communication <laughs> problems. If she turns uh, off a cell phone, I'm out. <laughs> uh, okay. What did we think of Jonah oh as gosh. our hero? Jen, we'll start with you. I really liked Jonah. I thought he got a little nasty sometimes and I he would yeah. I flinched every time he called her Barbie like I yeah. really didn't like that but overall I I really like Jonah and really if it wasn't for Jonah I don't know if Callie and Ren would have been able to to get right with each other you know because he was he helped that that through with his bluntness yeah, because yeah. neither that both of them avoided conflict and stuff and Jonah just got right in there and set yeah. that going <laughs> yeah he's but, a very uh, straight talker where yeah. they avoid feelings and exactly. talking about feelings and but stuff. i mean he was really sweet and he wanted to take care of her and it's just sometimes just the nastiness just i don't know i'm a sensitive person i i don't know if i could <laughs> i'm not like hell some of the stuff it's still i think about it like oof. yeah yeah mom um i i okay first of all I loved him. He's, <laughs> he will get this out of the way. He sounds ridiculously hot. Yes. Like, and like his whole flannel lumberjack yeah. uh, thing was like working for no, me. No, the yeah. pictures of him chopping wood with oh, his pants yeah. on yeah. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was nice. Yes. Um, uh, other than that? <laughs> oh wait, was there other stuff? But, um, no, I loved, and I loved at the end when she... When he's shaved his beard and she says, you know, when during the, I want to say epilogue, but it wasn't really an epilogue, but um, yeah. when he comes back to get her in Toronto and, and she's like, what, why did you shave it off? And he said, well, my groomer left and I couldn't find another one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, I just thought he was super dishy and um, I, I, okay. First of all, there was no condom talk, so I was, that concerned me, you know, oh, yeah. when we talk about sex. So yeah. this is just a throw out there. Um, so, you know, I hope, I hope they were taking care of things. <laughs> um, the other thing that concerned me a little bit was, yes, I didn't like the Barbie nickname, and she didn't like it, and, and, uh, but I think maybe it became endearing, I, I'd like to think. Hopefully. Hopefully. But, uh, he, he was, and like when Mom and I both had started it, Mom made the comment of, uh, he's going to need to get nicer because he's kind of, he's a dick right now. And I'm like, yeah, he, he really is like awful to her in the beginning. And, um, and I think they kind of temper that with, you find out that that's the same day he found out about Ren. So, and that's that's why he was, and that's why he was kind of harsh on her is because, and I didn't like how he's like. Oh, so finally you're coming to visit your dad. And I'm thinking, well, it's not really yes, her place. Exactly. Like, he didn't I mean, know the story. Her, yeah, and that's her dad's place to come to her. Yeah. She as the yeah. kid shouldn't have to go hunt down her father. That's not really fair to blame her for that. Yes. Um, I got a lot of that, too, where I was, I was like, you are being way harsh <laughs> on this girl who was a child most of the time of their yes. conflict. Yeah. And so he did... He did piss me off with, with that stuff. But well, I think of... that was maybe one of the themes where they both had mis- misconceptions right. of each other and then they both kind of learned 
what they're actually yeah. like, right? So, yeah. but when he went off on her at the at the store outside the store, it was kind of brutal. I would have never survived that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He is. I mean, and it's like you said though. I I do think they needed straight talk, but his delivery was sometimes wanting. You know, because, like, on the flip side, you've got him who's straight talking with her and being very aggressive about it. And then you've got her stepdad, who's, like, this mild British man who's just like, well, how does that make you feel? how does that make you feel? (laughs) And why do you feel that way? They're both cutting to the core of, like, her feelings and emotions. Yeah. But doing it in very different ways. Exactly. Right. So. Well, and then even Ren says, boy, that Jonah can make you feel so small. (laughs) Oh, he yeah. just lays into you. Yeah. Oh, yes, Ren. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, as and we're gonna talk about the growth of them all, but um, but as he kind of develops and obviously falls in love with her, he well, and you know, everybody talks about what a teddy bear and like softy he is, and she's like, "Are we talking about the yeah, same?" I'm not guy? saying it. Yeah. And so I think he was just kind of resentful with her in particular in the beginning, but um, he does grow on you, and um, I'd like him to grow on me. <laughs> yeah, and he's, <laughs> and he's uh, he gets nicer, we'll say, um, and improves on closer acquaintance. Uh, as she gets to know. Um, okay, so one of the things I love the most about this book, like I said, is that it felt like it was about a lot more than just romance. So my next question is, we already heard from mom, but how much did we cry in this book? <laughs> Jen, are you a crier? Are you a book I crier? I am a big crier. <laughs> yes. Yeah. yeah. And uh, yeah, <laughs> a <Yeah>. lot. <laughs> I, and I think mine is slightly aided by, like I said, I was finishing it at 4.30 in the morning. And so, you know how, like, when you stay up really late, like, the emotions just kind of creep to the surface a lot easier. Um, so, yeah, it was late and I was doing a lot of well, it. Mine was, like, 8 in the morning. Tears and running was, down my face. Yeah. And my husband's like, are you, are, are you crying? <laughs> yes. Yes. Don't leave me alone. Um, yeah. Uh, I... The moment I cried the most was when he kind of takes her on the ride, when mm. her dad takes her on the flight yeah. by himself, and, like, they finally kind of have it out. And when he tells her, like, that when he got the news about his diagnosis, like, she was the pers- first person he thought of, and I was just like... <laughs> yeah. That was The I... one that got me was when her mom comes yes. to visit... And she walks in, and she said, and he just starts crying. And yeah. Like, oh, yeah. gosh, Red. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that one killed me, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they, they uh, Ren and Susan had a very interesting relationship. Like, that thing was a little weird. This um, long-fueled, like, the fact that she was still, like, where her current husband is still calling into question, like, how attached, you know, they are. That was an interesting well, dynamic. I think, I, I think the um, I think the point of that part for the story, you know, for the story purpose, is first of all, you know, they still have deep feelings for one another, and so mm-hmm. when she shows up at the end, you know, he, because he keeps saying, "I have a lot of regrets," but you know, having a baby with your mom is not one of them, yes. and 
and you know or falling in love with your mom is not one of them so there's definitely feelings there but also the fact that when she was her eighth grade graduation and mm-hmm. and that was fueling this like almost rekindling that they had and he could see that it was going to destroy what she had with Simon mm-hmm. and so he felt the need to just sever everything altogether and that's why he hadn't contacted you know that ex- that's to help explain why he hadn't contacted Kala in so long yeah and um so that kind of helps us understand okay so he felt the need to sever all of that so that he wasn't ruining you know what they had built in Toronto the life that they had going in Toronto yeah yeah um Okay, Kala, Jonah, and Ren all go through some sort of character development growth. What did we think of everyone's journeys that they all took? Kala, Jonah, and Ren. Yes. Would you would you say that that's fair to say? I would say that's fair to say. Okay. Um, thoughts, Jen? Thoughts on that? We don't always have to start with you. I just feel like, you know, <laughs> guests. Well, once we get going, it's hard to get a word in edgewise. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Well, yeah, Kala definitely, to me, evolved the most because so she had to give up all her city ways and mm-hmm. and just become, you know, her, just herself. And she had to, both Kala and Ren had to stop avoiding conflict and just deal yeah. with things. And Jonah really helped that. And Jonah had to not just judge Kala by her appearance her like that she loves fashion and makeup and you know yeah. and see what kind of person she was so yeah that that also pissed me off a little bit too I mean it's kind of funny but that he was like hiding all of her yeah I think so in I think in his own way it was very um like complimentary to her it's like yeah you look better without all this stuff you know you're so pretty yeah. Why do you have to put all this stuff on? So yeah. I think in a, in a way, in a roundabout way, it was kind of complimentary. But but he did steal all of her luggage too. Well, that so was, that she had yeah. kind of <laughs> that was uh, he deserved okay. what he got. Here's, here's the practical me because there was this whole thing about the water issue. You know, like you can't use up yeah. too much water. And she was having to do laundry every night because she only had the one yeah. set of clothes. I'm like, you're sure. making her use all the water, dude. <laughs> Um, mom, emotional journeys that everybody made, thoughts, um, I thought, yeah, I loved her journey. Um, Jonah definitely, I think Jonah needed to understand where everybody was coming from. He was kind of just superficially judging everybody, and I think... Well, and he was kind of taking his history with yeah, his right. own dad and placing it on them, where that wasn't fair to her i don't think however i did appreciate him saying look if you let this pass trust me i know it's you're gonna regret it the rest of your life yeah i i did like that too and but i totally agree she's definitely the one that has the biggest leap that's made which makes sense she's the main character but um but yeah just kind of and you know i think it's not a coincidence that the book is called the simple wild because i think the book is her figuring out how to simplify and kind of get down to the basics of what matter and you know things like and that. all that stuff for her blog the clothes and the 
became less and less important to her that, and yeah. it made it yeah. hard for her to even go back to her own life after she was done. And she's only there for like what a couple months, right? I think it was two months, right? Yeah. yeah. At the end. Um, but yeah, so I, I thought, and like I said, the, I think that's kind of what made it feel, well, I was thinking that this would be a really good book to recommend to somebody who is not, romance is not their first. Absolutely. Yeah. Or they get judgy about romance being only, you know, a certain way, mom porn or whatever. Well, because it Um, definitely has more storyline than just the romance. I mean, definitely. Yeah. It kind of has more of a women's fiction feel to it than just a romance feel, I would say. Um, in fact, my husband was just, cause Ellen and I were talking about it and he's like, well, maybe I'll read that one because he's a pilot. And I said, mm. you would really like this because, and he's, and he's a very outdoorsy guy. Oh yeah. And, and so I said, you know, it's about this guy who owns a flight business up in Alaska. And I said, you would love all the airplane stuff. Yeah. And, um, so I think he might read it. Yeah. Weirdly and just enough. that there's more to it. Right. Yeah. Um, okay. And then I really loved the relationships that she had with her Two father figures. What did you guys think of that component of it? When I, I'm, I love that the author made them both so different. Yeah. I mean, really complete opposites. Yeah. And um, Simon's someone very open. Someone who only and... wants to talk about feelings and someone who <laughs> cannot talk cannot about feelings. Exactly. bring himself to talk about feelings. <laughs> and, uh, so, and her learning to appreciate both. Yeah. Yeah. Thoughts, Jen? Yeah. Other figures? I love Simon. Simon was... He was cute. Oh, he was so sweet. You know, he yeah. always had her opening up. He knew that she liked to bottle things up, especially about her dad. So he was just what she needed. And then Ren, when he finally learned to open up, it was just so sweet to see them, you know, seeing her learn her history and about her dad. And it was... I just loved it. Yeah. I... I really loved it. I loved, um, I told mom afterwards, I'm like, I think Simon might have been my favorite character. I just (laughs) thought he was so, he was so sweet and good and patient with her. And her mother, because obviously her mother had gone through lots of stuff and he just was kind of there, very loyal and, you know, helped helped her work through all that stuff because he was aware of all the stuff that was going on with her ex-husband. Yeah, especially when you find out all the stuff that he's kind of, yeah, and he Put says multiple with. times, I know everything that went that happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, ugh. Yeah. Yeah, he um, definitely knew that Ren was the love of her life, and he right. could never compete, but that was but fine found for him, yeah. own way, yeah. Well, and, like, Agnes didn't, you know, marry Ren for the same reason. Yeah. yeah. But Simon still stuck it out with Susan. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I just, I loved the fact that they were both her dads, you know, but obviously two very different relationships and um, things like that. Um, Okay. Mom mentioned to me that she got PTSD from this book from (laughs) our time living in Northern Maine. But how much did you want to go to Alaska after reading this book? What did you think of the depiction of Alaska? Jen, what did you think of the Toronto in this book? Um, you know, if it was accurate to your experience with Toronto, et cetera. Yeah, I, I loved her descriptions of Toronto, and she mentions cottage country and the Muskokas, and that was all accurate and yeah. great to read about. I love, you know, reading about your hometown. And yeah, 
and it really made me want to go to Alaska. <laughs> like me I too. loved her. Just, and when you read the second book where, where they end up in Alaska, like it really makes you want to go to Alaska. It sounds so beautiful. But yeah, yeah she did a great job. Well, I had watched a season of Top Chef where they visited Alaska. And that made me want to go to Alaska. So and you're then, an expert. I'm an expert. <laughs> and, then I, and then I read this and I was like, well, now I doubly, like, I've always wanted to do one of those Alaskan cruises. I've, I've been interested in one of those. Anyway, me and all the, like, elderly people. I well, think that would here's, be great. Here's what I got PTSD from on this, in this book. First of all. She's not even. She hasn't even been through a winter yet. Yeah, and and I lived in northern Maine. Well, and you're Toronto, so you probably get a lot of cold too. But we lived in northern Maine, where we would have a whole section of time, and usually in January, where the high of the day would be 20 below, and it was horrible, and um, it was just, you know, not my favorite. But I get people live there and love it. the bugs, her description of the mosquitoes, oh my gosh, it would kill me, all the bugs. And I had small children when we lived in Maine, and um, it was the noceums and the mosquitoes and the biting flies. Uh, and my kids would come in the house with blood dripping out of their uh, ear, and I'm like, you either have a brain injury or you got bit by a fly. <laughs> it's one or the other. Oh my gosh. And just, you know slathering everybody in bug spray and then bathing everybody all the time because they're all slathered in bug spray and uh, you know just so mom loved it Um, (laughs) I did love it and I really wouldn't love to go to Alaska um you know I don't hate the outdoors but tell tell, say what you said about how the community oh yes but when we lived in Maine when we lived on an air force base when we lived in Maine but um it was like the community that they built in this story is very similar to the community that we had there because, you know, there's not a lot of nightlife or things going on. And so we became, we made friends up there that we still are close with and probably will be forever. And uh, just a very tight knit community. And yeah. you'd make, and, you know, just, yeah, we made friends that, uh, so we hung out with friends all the time and people would come hang out at our house. We had all these, single Air Force guys that would hang out at our house all the time because they loved our children and they would come and just hang out all the time. We had just a house full of people all the time and and we loved it. And so that, I get that and I can see that in there, you know, just the way she talks about how Jonah comes over for coffee in the morning and, you know, Mabel would bring dinner over every night. Yeah. So, Mabel, yeah, sorry. So um, they, you know, just this tight knit group. So an outside family because being in the Air Force, none of us were around any family, so we were all separated from our family. When we had Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving, we'd all meet at, at one of the facilities, and we'd all just bring a dish, and we'd just share and have this big, these big, huge Thanksgiving dinners with people there. So, you know, you, you make your own family out of the people who are in the community, because none of us had any other family around, and yeah. it was great. Yeah. We loved that aspect of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Let's talk about sex, maybe. Uh, 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 this uh. one wasn't too bad. This one was no, pretty modern. They do. They get after it a bit, but um, it's it's one like I said where I wouldn't have too much problem recommending it to someone where like maybe they're not used to yeah. a lot of sex in books, yeah. right? Yeah, because it's pretty it's, tame. Yeah, yeah, and it's somewhat fade to black, like it, yeah. It, they sort of get going and then it kind of tapers off. Um, so, 
yeah, I, it wasn't that bad. I mean, as this soon is wrecked enough that you know what's going on. <laughs> yeah, as soon as they got isolated, I'm like, okay, here we, <laughs> we go. We know what's happening in that cabin. And they are going to need to, you know, don't take a black light in there because we know what's happening in that cabin. Well, I love that after they they have sex, the next day, all she's thinking about is just had, doing sex and having yeah. sex again. She's like, yeah. so this plane, how big do you think it is? He's like, I know what you're thinking. <laughs> and he goes to get her water and she takes off her his coat and she's naked. <laughs> yeah, that was a good move. That was good. He's like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> it's like, I see what you did there, girl, and I approve. <laughs> Um, what was your swooniest moment? We will give Jen the honors. Good, because I don't I have a few of them. Um, Yeah. Well, the one not involving Kala and Jonah is uh, when Susan came to see Ren. That just, just, uh, it was so sweet. That was really sweet. But I really liked the end when um, Jonah comes back to Toronto and he says, uh, you ruined Alaska for me. And that just kind of, that's so sweet because Alaska was everything to him. That is also what I picked. And I wrote down this line that he says, that he says to her at the end there. He says, and I'm not going to just give up without a fight and spend the rest of my life pining over you. That's where Ren and I are not alike. And I really, you know, because, you know, she, she was kind of worried about making the same mistakes as her parents and so i really like that he said that where it's like this no. is not gonna go We're like different, your parents i'm not gonna <laughs> yeah. i'm not gonna give up the um do i get to say my swing as well? yeah go ahead because i'm gonna use the one i talked about with you earlier okay but i love when they're kissing or he's kissing her and she says well wait 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 she says i'm not your type you like leggy blondes and he's like why would you think i like leggy blondes and then he just keeps kissing her he's like I like you. I like your... I like how you're smart. Kiss. Yeah. I like how you're witty. Kiss. <laughs> I like yeah. how you're... Yeah. I love that you can give it back to me. Kiss. You know, and I... And, you know, and you're beautiful. Kiss. And I thought that was really sweet. Yeah. I, I also wrote down honorable mention because this is early on and it was our first hints of like, oh, when he got her the silk milk. Oh, yeah. Oh, that yes. Really sweet. That was, <laughs> yeah. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> And I did like how she would tell her mom, and her mom was like, well, they, you have an allergy. Don't these people get that? And she's like, I know, I don't get it. Well, I also like, too, after he'd taken all of her cosmetics, and he literally took everything. Yeah. And then as she like, needed including things. Including her deodorant. Yeah. As she needed things, they would tend to show up. You know? Well, I liked her letter to him that she left after she oh, shaved yeah. him. And she yeah, listed all the things. All the things he'd done. And then he said, for crashing Betty, because he scared me to death. And I thought, that was so sweet. Oh, that was so sweet. <laughs> and how upset she was when he crashed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was good. Yeah. And, Ren, were... and, Ren and she gives says, him her cashmere sweater to put on his yeah. bloody forehead. It's yeah. like, wow. That's a... <laughs> yeah. Um, all good. All good moments. Um, okay. Let's hear what some of the other listeners besides Jen... Yes. Um, had had to say about this book. We have two audio recordings this time. We're going to first listen to what Patricia had to say. Hi, Ellen and Mom. My name is Patricia, and I live in Florida. I've been a listener for almost two years. Although I do a pretty good job reading along with you, 
I don't usually comment in the Facebook group because everyone always says what I want to say, only better. But I love this book so much that I had to add a few of my own thoughts. I read The Simple Wild last year, and when I finished crying, I immediately went back to the beginning and read it again. I kept adding it to the Noyomo book poll each season, and I was so excited when someone else championed it this time, and it finally got picked. At first, I wasn't sure I was going to like Kala and Jonah. She seemed superficial, and he seemed like a bully, even if he was a handsome sky cowboy. But as their banter and chemistry started to sizzle, I got on board pretty quickly. That whole scene in the cabin in the middle of nowhere was A+. (laughs) What's different and special about this book is that the setting of Alaska and Kala's attempt to reconnect with her estranged father, Ren, are as important as the romance between Kala and Jonah. Alaska is a major character in this book. She is beautiful and harsh and the cause of Susan and Kala's separation from Ren, resulting in all their heartache. I loved learning about the Alaskan frontier and the rugged people, both native and non-native, who live there. K.A. Tucker describes it in such a way that I understood why Ren couldn't leave. And Kala could never have understood her father if she hadn't gone to him, if she hadn't seen Alaska and Alaska Wild and met Ren's cobbled family of Jonah, Agnes, and Mabel. It's through them, with the encouragement of Kala's lovely stepdad, Simon, that Kala and Ren are able to push through their hurt and anger and regrets to reach each other and make the most of the time they had together. I was struck by how much love there is in this book, not just between Kala and Jonah, but also between Ren and Susan, Susan and Simon, Ren and Agnes and Mabel. Love was never the problem. I found it so unusual that the main obstacles in this story were really big things like distance, health, and time. The end of Ren's story was bittersweet and beautiful, and the beginning of Kala and Jonah's story is hopeful. I saw that many commenters loved the book as much as I did. I hope you did too. Ellen, I know you've just moved back home, and I hope it went okay. Both you and Mom have moved quite a bit in your lives. What do you think about Ren being rooted in Alaska? Oh, that was the first time I've listened to it. Um, So thanks, Patricia. Um... Yeah. Okay. So many things to address there. Um, well, in terms of moving, I do feel like I have some like military kid in me where I start to get a little restless after I've been in one place for too long. And like people who have lived in one place their entire lives, like, I'm like, how is that a thing? <laughs> like, how do you do that? It's well, I should point out, we did move around a lot when you were younger, Yeah. but we have lived... In Sacramento now for 26 years. I mean, it's been yeah, a Yeah, but I've been in a lot of places. You have. We just keep kicking then. her out and she just keeps coming back. <laughs> like a cat. Um, <laughs> um, we should never have fed you. But also, <laughs> don't you think Patricia should be like an audiobook narrator? Um, I was going to point out that Patricia sounds like Kimmy Schmidt, like Ellie Kemper. No, she doesn't. Yes, she absolutely does. And I mean that as the highest compliment ever. <laughs> Because I love her. But she has a very soothing voice. Like, yes. Trisha, soothing I was voice. getting very. old. Um, I was very being sweet. seduced by your voice, <laughs> 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 uh, I'm putting my feet on the table. But, yes. Um, yeah, thanks, Patricia, for all of those comments. Uh, you were very insightful on the book. Um, I don't... I get the rooted thing, though, because <laughs> here's the deal. 
when I married my husband, he was from the Bay Area. I was from Sacramento. And um, I was perfectly fine. He, he went to college here, and I just figured we were going to live here for the rest of our lives. And I was perfectly fine with that because I'd lived here my whole life. And then, like, a year after we got married, he started talking about going to the Air Force. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hold the phone. <laughs> Where is this coming from? <laughs> I was like, I don't think I can do that because I've lived in the same place my whole life. And I don't think I can be a military wife and move all over the place. And first of all. Then he didn't give you much of a choice and you did yeah, it anyway. It's either that or leave him. <laughs> um, and I did. I followed him to some, you know unimpressive places and some very impressive places that we loved yeah but um yeah so I did move around quite a bit and I wasn't prepared for it but it all worked out and I did like what she said about Alaska being like another character in the book and learning a lot about Alaska because I was the same like when they were talking about gas prices I was like Oh, cool. What? Well, and even just the tundra part, because I think we're very familiar with seeing, you know, the evergreens and the, you know, streams and all that, and that part of Alaska, but the tundra part of Alaska, I don't know that I'm very familiar with that part of it. Yeah, and Um, learning about all those remote communities that rely on the plains, it's, yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, and, and just the people who rely on the plains just, or when they order, when Agnes orders stuff and she says, you know, it's going to take us a week at least to get it. And she's like, don't you use Amazon Prime? She says, that is Amazon Prime. <laughs> That's our Amazon Prime. Wow. Um, so thanks again, Tr- Patricia. That was great. Um, Sarah says, I love this book so much. Kala's softening and growing relationship with her father was beautiful. I love how she began embracing Alaska and finding herself. And I loved Jonah, who through Kala also found a piece of himself that he had been missing. Their banter was fun and their ending was pretty perfect. The side characters were not superfluous, all adding something to the fabric of the town and her growing relationship. This was one of my favorite books this year. Um, yeah, totally. I loved all the side characters and the whole town. I love the little lady that told the story about the raven and his goose wife. Goose, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, Claire says, one of my favorite books ever. I fell in love with this story. It made me laugh, cry, and scream. It's me. It's for me the perfect mix of everything I need in a book. Yep. Christy says, loved, loved, loved this book. I'll admit when I first read the description of this book, I really didn't know if it would be for me. Boy, am I glad I decided to give it a shot. Loved the banter and I adored all the side characters. I may have considered relocating to Alaska to find my own sky cowboy. You and me both. She says, kidding, kind of. Uh, I wish this, I finished this book in one day. I laughed, I cried. I didn't like the abrupt ending though. I wanted more. I was so excited to see there was a sequel. So of course I downloaded that one and finished it in one day too. I really hope there's more to come. I need to know what happens in the next chapter in their lives. First time reading this author, but I will for sure be reading more in the future. Um, yeah, also a first uh, K.A. Tucker for me. I, I have to say... Uh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. You're fine. Well, I was just going to say, when you are talking about me getting PTSD from these things, the other thing that kind of gave me PTSD is um, probably more so when we lived in Maine, but also when we lived in Spokane. Um, I lived on a couple of bases where there were some major airplane crashes while oh, we lived there. Yeah. And um, I remember one time my husband had left in the middle of the night to fly from Maine to uh, Michigan. And I woke up in the morning. I'd fallen asleep. This is back in the days before they had sleep timers on TVs. And I'd fallen asleep with the news on. And I woke up 
And the news was saying that a plane from our base had gone down over Canada. Well, between Maine and Michigan, there was a lot of Canada. And I just, you know, my first thought was, oh my gosh. And, um, but pretty quickly, the WISE network was on it. And I got a call saying, your husband's fine. You don't need to worry. But, you know, not all the wives got that call. Some some wives got well, a, yeah. your husband's not okay. And I feel like every air show we ever went to as a kid, like when I was a kid, there was some sort of plane crash. Well, when we lived in Spokane, there were, yeah, there were a couple of major plane crashes yeah. while we were there. So, so you know, this whole thing about anytime your husband goes to work, it's, you know, yeah. and I had a husband who was going to Desert Storm, both Desert Storms, and, um, you know, so I, I know how it feels to sit home and worry about. Yeah. I don't like to say it, but I do think that me being so attracted to Jonah is somewhat Oedipal or whatever the, <laughs> um, like just from growing up on Air Force bases, you know, yeah. like that, like swaggery pilot. Well, thing. we did have some hot guys. On yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Elizabeth said, I absolutely love this book. I'm already calling it best book I've read this year. I loved the growth Kala took from a self-entitled princess to someone so beautiful inside and out with so much love to share. I admire the way she was able to push past all the past hurt with her dad and be there for him when he needed her. Now, um, now Jonah Swoon. I love the banter between him and Kala. It was all golden. Straight away, I loved them and I needed them to be together. They were so hot and he was so sweet. Why am I finding myself so attracted to all these bearded men these days? Yeah. Cough. All the Winston men. Cough. Yeah. <laughs> um, she says, this book had me in tears on multiple occasions and I'm not much of a crier. I loved this book and I'm really hoping you both will be reading the sequel, Wild at Heart, because it's a good continuation. And then she just says, just to note, I want to thank you for the podcast. I'm a fairly new listener and you have introduced many books to me. Most of all, the Winston series and mm. I'm hooked. Thank you. You're welcome. You're welcome. Uh, no. Uh, no, I love when people find, you know, the new... Especially the Winston. Especially the Winstons. Because I feel like we talk about them enough that, you know, people can listen to one episode and hear us talk about the Winstons at some point. Um, okay, Deborah says, I had to read this book because it involved Alaska, which was our cruise destination before COVID canceled that for us. Uh, that would stink. Um, I thought this was a great book. Loved reading the growth of both Kala and Jonah. Great banter, great storyline. We'll definitely read more of this series and this author. Um, and then Alexandra, she posted her original review of the book from 2018. She said this book was a really satisfying mix of adventure, family, dynamic, family dynamics and found family dynamics, romance, humor, and bittersweet moments. While this book is romantic, it has a lot more to it than just romance. Though it took a while to get to the Alaska plot, I loved it fully once we got there. I definitely recommend if you like a well-rounded contemporary novel with ro some romance in it. The chemistry was really great and I loved all the side characters and the way of life in the Alaskan bush. I also like that this isn't the kind of romantic relationship where the characters can't communicate. Finally, I absolutely died of laughing during the part where he falls asleep on a muscle relaxer. So funny. <laughs> I will say, I because I thought for sure um, Mom was going to have something to say about the conflict and, like, the ending, because they were very communicative and talked about, you know, even despite yeah. her... Well, he yeah. wouldn't let her get away with not talking about it. Yeah, basically. Yeah. <laughs> 
Um, Jessica says, I absolutely love this book. This was my first five-star read since reading Wolf Gone Wild a month ago. I loved Kala and Jonah and seeing their growth over the course of the book. I thought the banter, antics, and chemistry were top-notch. I also really loved the family dynamics and that none of the characters, even smaller side characters, were caricatures. They all felt like fully developed fleshed out characters. This is definitely one of my favorite reads so far this year and I've already picked up the next book in the series Wild at Heart. One final remark, I love that this podcast has introduced me to some amazing new to me authors and books, including this one. So thank you, Ellen and mom. You two are awesome. <laughs> Thanks. Um, I, so I will say when we're making the lists, a lot of times you guys all like all the top ones are people that we've read a ton, like Penny Reed and things like that. And I try to bring in some of the other authors. Bring in some new authors. And even Penny Reed herself told us to, to do that. Yeah. So, yeah. But of course, we still have Penny Reed. And then Reed she recommended several other authors that we should. Yeah. Try. But of course, Penny Reed is still on this cycle, which <laughs> we're going to talk about during the break yeah. segment. Um, Catherine says, what a great book. This whole backstory of why she'd be good at trimming beards is funny considering because of COVID, now a lot of us randomly have haircutting experience. <laughs> she said, it's maybe a little too convenient that everything lines up for her to leave, but I don't know if she'd actually go to Alaska if she could think of a good reason to stay. So it makes sense that it has to happen that way. This is the fourth book I've read set in Alaska this year, and I say keep them coming. Without spoiling future books on the summer reading list, I gotta say we are going to be reading several dad books coming up, and Bandit is not the only raccoon we will encounter in this <laughs> yeah. set of books. Uh, she says, funny when patterns like that come up. Um... Natalie says, I read this book a year or two ago, and I can't remember all the details. I think it was one of those instances where a book was so heavily recommended that while I did enjoy it, it didn't quite live up to the hype for me. Uh, the book had a very new adult vibe to it, and I was initially turned off by the by how the judgmental oh, by how judgmental both Jonah and Calla were, even if that part it, even if that was part of their personal growth throughout the story. Also, it's a personal pet peeve of mine when men tell women, especially women with whom they do not have a significant relationship, how to wear or not wear makeup because it's not his decision. However, I still gave it four to five stars because I really loved the last third of the book and the emotion of the ending. I will, I will say I agree with that. Yeah. Like, it's not his business to... However... <laughs> I know what you said about her about her wearing too much makeup, but like we never got a sense of what that was. No, but okay, for example, this is what I'm going to say. It's different. Okay. Um, for example, <laughs> for years my husband's been telling me to stop coloring my hair. And I thought, yeah, you're right, I should. But I was always it always made me feel good that he thought that I would look good with your good silver. with Whatever but color. she's saying men, especially women who they do not have a significant relationship. Okay, I would think you having have, a husband is okay, a significant shush, relationship. It's, well, you're really putting a high <laughs> bar on my marriage. But um, <laughs> but um, it made me feel good that he was willing, you know, to be happy with whatever came out on the other end of, of all of this. And uh, he's been super supportive of me growing out my gray. So... Okay, but I'm saying I agree with him, with her, what she's saying about him and the makeup. Yes. Okay. And I... I, Jen, I Jen's got my back. Whatever. Jen, <laughs> stop it. I don't think she should be judged about on how much makeup she wears. I don't either. Wears. I That's, agree. 
But it's always nice to not have to deal with any of that stuff. And well, once no. you realize- that's how we feel. But there's a lot of women, like I have a boss who she's going crazy because she can't color her hair and, or get her hair colored. And, you know, she can't get access. There's just some women who, like, rely on the makeup you know, obviously that's not me because yeah, not me I mean, either. Look, yeah, look, Jen, Jen can see me <laughs> and how trashy I look today. No. Um, okay, uh, Cassie says I love this book so much. Uh, this is a touching story of love in all its forms, mistakes, regrets, and forgiveness. It was truly beautiful. I don't often cry while reading a book, but I did with this. The father-daughter relationship between Kala and Ren, as well as Kala and Simon, were wonderful. Jonah and Kala's story was great. I felt like I was transported to Alaska while reading. I really, truly loved everything about this book. Um, Sarah says, I just finished. I was completely sobbing near the end. I absolutely loved this book. It reminded me a bit of Northern Exposure crossed with Schitt's Creek. Kala was giving me Alexis Rose vibes, which... She's like a watered-down version of Alexis Rose. Um, I'm always a fan of fish-out-of-water stories. I've read other K.A. Tucker books in the past, but for some reason she had fallen off my radar. I think I'll go back through my library for some rereads, and I'm definitely going to continue this series. Um, Lauren says, I'm enjoying it, but it is emotional. A little heavy for my mood lately. It is also a huge trigger for me. My dad passed away a couple of years ago, and Mm. I still struggle with it. So well-written and amazing character development. I can definitely... I was going to say, that. one other thing that gives me PTSD from this book is my mom died of cancer. And she didn't have lung cancer, she had colon cancer, but by the time she was dying, it had spread to her liver and, and then it had spread up to her lungs. And so the last few days that she was alive, she was really struggling to breathe. And, and, yeah. and well, just the watching the chemo, well, he didn't go through the chemo, yeah. but watching the chemo. Uh, the chemo is what just rough. wiped her out. But um, so it was hard to read about someone going through that same experience because mm-hmm. it's not pleasant no okay and then finally uh marcia sent in a audio recording so let's listen to that hi julie hi ellen Marcia here from the netherlands mm. so the simple wild i really like this book it gave me all the feels and by that i mostly mean tears <laughs> and sad and beautiful parts <laughs> The way the book was set up, we don't meet Jonah until like chapter five. I didn't mind the first few chapters of exhibition and set up. It gave me a sense of who Kella was as a city girl with a city life and a city family. Before she was confronted with the complete opposite of that, a remote Alaskan town where life is very different. Um, Jonah, who doesn't love a grumpy hero that does sweet things like... <laughs> buy you a hard to get brand of soy milk (laughs) um yeah the practical jokes between kelly and johnny were a fun touch but i've given a few haircuts myself and i don't know how you cut the hair on the back of someone's head while they're lying down down. it would have been nice to see like before and after pictures of the trim (laughs) (laughs) at the end of the book I felt like it needed more of an epilogue. The resolution of them moving close to Anchorage came pretty quick to me in the last chapter, and I have some doubts on whether it will work out. Um, I mean, would Keller really find her place there? It didn't feel like quite the H-E-A, if you know what I mean. And I've since found out that the author wrote a sequel called Wild at Heart, 
that's exactly about um, Kella and Jonah uh, moving to Anchorage and finding their place. I'd be curious to know if this book was planned all along or whether the author felt compelled by responses she got from the readers. I also kind of felt like I, I, based on just how it felt, I think what it was is she was finishing this book and was kind of like towards the end thinking, I'm going to make a second book. one. And so some of it, some of the end felt a little bit like chopped off. Yeah. And yeah. I think that that was because she had decided by then that she was going to do the sequel. Is that what you guys think as well? Yes. I think so too. Yeah. Um, also, yes, those must have been some freaking strong muscle relaxers. Uh, <laughs> well, with, plus, like... I was, th- I had a problem with the same thing. Here's, here's what I had a problem with. I had a problem with the same thing. That How did she cut the back of his hair or get it all even when he was laying down on his back? But my She's biggest like problem him was, up and like shaving the back of his my head. biggest problem was how did she clean up all the hair after trimming his beard <laughs> and cutting his hair and that because she left it for him to clean up. That's what I would do. <laughs> because that just would be a huge mess. It's part of the punishment. And his couch. Ugh, just oh, that's stuck true. in his couch cushions oh. forever. I always um, I always imagined him sitting in a chair while she was doing it. I never was he lying on the couch? I always. I think she even said that he was laying down. Oh. Yeah. And he rolled over on his side at one point in time, and she thought, oh, no, he's going to wake up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, thanks, Marta, for sending that in all the way from the Netherlands. Oh, wow. We're an yeah. international sh- program. We're an international podcast. <laughs> That's us. So cool. <laughs> um, okay. Any final thoughts, ladies, on The Simple Wild? Yeah, it was amazing. That's our final thought. Is it was amazing. Yeah, my um, my favorite ahead, book Jen. of the year. I really, really love this book. Yeah, well, we might as well just stop reading now. Then. <laughs> well, you know, what? everyone keeps saying that there is a a book. I won't say which one, but it's on your reading list. It's really good too. I really oh. loved it. It got okay. me out of my simple wild hangover. So oh, oh yeah, because you do kind of like. Yeah, you do yeah. hit a little slump after a book that you've really loved. Um, okay, so, yes, loved, and it seems like the listener, I mean, the lowest one was like, it didn't quite live up to the hype, but I still gave it four and a half stars, and it's like, okay. okay. <laughs> That's not really dogging on the book. <laughs> so it seems to have been a runaway hit. Um Okay, so those are our thoughts and some of your thoughts on The Simple Wild by K.A. Tucker. We would love to hear more from you on our Facebook page, our Facebook group, which is Not Your Mom's Facebook group, our Goodreads group, our Twitter, which is our Twitter and our Instagram, which are both at Not Your Mom's Rom, or you can email us at notyourmomsromancebookclub at gmail.com. So if you want to read along with us and email us with your thoughts, or if you'd like to suggest a book for us to read, we'd love to hear from you. On June 15th, we'll be discussing Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman. For now, we are going to take a break, and when we come back, we'll be getting to know Jen a little better. So stay with us. It's time for a break. It's time for a break. The break is when we do the news and mail. There you go. That's lovely. Bravo. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Um, Okay, the only thing we need to talk about in the break segment is the fact... As mom said it, that Penny Reed screwed us over. Um, <laughs> Penny. Gosh. Um, some of you might have seen that she had to delay the release of Engagement and Espionage. 
Um, so it's now coming out July 15th. Something like that, yeah. Well, guess what? We had it scheduled for July 6th, so we're not going to be able to make that work. So, slight flip in the schedule. We are now going to read Beach Read by Emily Henry on July 6th, since I know a lot of you guys wanted us to move that up anyway. And um, then we're going to read Engagement and Espionage by Penny Reed on August 10th. So I'm also going to make a revised schedule and I'll change all of the, the graphic um, so that that is up to date as well. Uh, so hope that's okay with everybody. Penny Reed didn't give us much of a choice, so I it think, better be okay. I think with you should you. charge Penny for the <laughs> extra work for you have to put into the time the, that I have to put into <laughs> the five minutes it's going to take you to change. Yeah, exactly. That. Um, other than that, I think that's all that we have for announcements. And yeah, so we'll see you for the next break segment when I now in person get to sing the break song for mom, and she loves it <laughs> so much. Bye. Welcome back. Since we have Jen here as our guest, and since we are starting this new component of having a listener on every cycle, we are starting a new feature called Get to Know a Book Club Member. <laughs> I could have come up with a snappier yeah, name. Need, or you need to come up with a jingle for that. I do. Getting to know, Jen. <laughs> Get to know. Wow. Right off the top of your head. Yeah. <laughs> <Impressive>. <laughs> well, I was already wanting to incorporate that song anyway, so... Um, okay. So Jen, tell us a little bit about yourself as much as, or as little as you would like to share with the, with the good people. Well, I'm, uh, live in Toronto or outside of Toronto and I have mom of three boys, two in university, one in high school, and we're still kind of on lockdown right now. So we're all home, (laughs) which is interesting. Because usually my boys are going everywhere, and we're yeah. all home. And I'm just a stay-at-home mom and read lots of books. Well, yeah, and especially with, I bet with three teenage boys, you want to escape into Romance Landia every once in a while, <laughs> exactly. huh? It's an estrogen on that testosterone. <laughs> uh, Jen, I don't ever want to hear you say you're just a stay-at-home mom. Yeah, <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> um. Yeah, mom gets the mother to boys thing more yeah. so than the mother to girls thing. So, um, yeah, we are. Uh, are you saying that I'm a better mother to my boys than I am to my daughter? <laughs> I'm just saying you had more boys than I you did, did girls. Um, not to mention we had a lot of hangers on. We always had. Yeah. I don't know if this is a teenage boy thing, but we always just had a million teenage boys in our house. It seemed like always. I'd wake up on a. Saturday morning and I walk out into my living room and I just have boys all over my yeah. house. Smell awful. <laughs> yeah, it smell terrible. Yeah. Well, I always like being where they want to hang out. So then you kind of right. know what That's they're up we to, right? That's what we were. Yeah, because I can keep an eye on them. Definitely. I'd much rather have them hanging out here and eating my food yeah. and you know, ruining my Friday night than who knows where. I just would Febreze. I'd just go out before they'd wake up and just Febreze them. <laughs> Especially those like twelve to thirteen years, like that that age group, it was. <laughs> um, anyway, okay. Um, what was your gateway drug into reading romance? Are you a lifelonger? Did you start later in life? And what was the book or like author that got you in? Yeah, probably like Sophie Kinsella. 
as as yeah, kind of chick. As, yeah. I, I as the politics got kind of, I didn't want to hear about it. <laughs> I yes. kind of started reading lighter and lighter things, and so I started with Sophie Kinsella, and then I went to like the Hating Game, and and then I found out about Penny Reed. Once I found Penny Reed, then I was gone. A goner. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that was basically my transition too. Was chiclet to to romance. I was I meant to say this when we were talking about the Simple Wild too, but Simple Wild actually was like hating game set in Alaska. Did anybody else? I mean, it took. It has a lot of the same kind of like beats. Yeah, I think it was mainly just you know where where he reveals like no, I've liked you since day one. It's like I think that was yeah. My main. I My guess main hating game. Yeah. Correlation. It wasn't as big of a reveal though as it was in the hating game. Yeah. But. Um, okay. What is your favorite book, romance or otherwise? Hmm. I'm not sure if I have a favorite book. A favorite book. I have to say I'll I'll just say the simple wild for now. I just there I go, go through things. I you know, I love I, the Harry Potters and I love yeah. like I love different things and Gone Girl I was that was I love that back in the day and mm-hmm. I love different things at different genres. Yeah, I. It's like when someone asks me who my favorite book boyfriend is, it's always like whichever book I'm reading at the time. <laughs> <laughs> he's the one doing it for he's, me right he's now. He's the one that's getting my go, motor going now. Well, and like we're also big movie people, and so people always, and that's like a thing that people know about us is that we're movie people, and so people are always asking us what my favorite movie is and stuff like that, and. I'm like, I couldn't possibly pick. Yeah, um, yeah. I do usually say Persuasion by Jane Austen for me. For your favorite book. For my favorite book. Just because it's a respectable one that nobody's going to give me guff about. <laughs> and if they do, like, whatever. Um, just take them out. Yeah, but I do also just love that book. Um, okay, What do you have a favorite genre besides romance? Like, if you're going to pick up something that's not a romance, what would it be? Probably Suspense. Like, I like spent yeah. suspense. And uh, Peter Swanson is is a really good author. That He's kind of writes books kind of like Gone Girl. Okay. He's a big author. Yeah. He, I just read um, 28 Murders by him, which I really liked. Yeah. I think both of us would say mystery murders. and stuff. Yeah. Mystery, yeah. suspense, that would be my, my go-to as yeah. well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, and what is your favorite romance subgenre that you usually go to? You sound like a contemporary girl. Yes, that... definitely. Romantic comedy, contemporary. Yeah. 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 I, uh, so you guys got me reading historicals once I started listening to you guys. So, and I liked some of them, so yeah, I'm branching off a little bit. And yeah, Wolf Gone Wild was my first parano- paranormal, oh, and I really? loved that uh-huh. book. Yeah, that's a good, and I think we said that on that episode, but that is a great one for someone who wants to start with paranormal, because it's, I think it's an easy transition. Well, it's not a bonkers paranormal. Yeah. And it's just so damn enjoyable. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. And we, we, we hear from a lot of people that they started reading historicals because of us, which is funny because that's kind of like. I started with historical. I, I was afraid one. to read a contemporary. <laughs> yeah. Well, 
Well, mom would just thought all of all contemporaries were going to be Fifty Shades. Like that's oh yeah. What you and thought. then I was super disappointed because they were. <laughs> then you're like, where's all the sex? <laughs> where's the whips? Um, okay, Jen, do you have a um, favorite trope or two or three that you? If you see it, you're like, I need to read that book. Yeah, enemies to lovers for sure. I, yeah. you know, this was kind of this had hints of enemies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. like the hating game and yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. probably my favorite. I like uh, fake relationships too. Those always yeah, those are good. And Mar- marriage of inconvenience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, and friends to lovers. Yeah, so I like that one too. Enemies, friends, just as long as they end up lovers. Yeah. <laughs> There's lovers involved at the end. Yeah, those, no, those are those are good ones for sure. And I, I think, yeah, and we well, we we've talked. We don't need, you don't need to hear our answers. We've talked about all. Well, of them. enemies um, to lovers, they always have to me like this the best banter because and it's usually right. a little snarky, and I like a little snarky too. And it's true. I agree, a hundred percent. Definitely yeah. true. Um. Okay. What is a book? that you would recommend to someone you are trying to get into romance? Like, do you have a go-to for that? Uh, the Hating Game and now The Simple Wild, too. I think yeah, both of these one. ones, yeah. Yeah. Depending yeah, on I, how they are with sex. Like, The, the Simple Wild is definitely yeah. tamer and The Hating Game's a little... You have to wait yeah. for it, but yeah. We definitely have, like, uh, the cleaner ones where, you know, with people who are like go to church with us yeah oh. or staunchy, a little staunchier and you're like oh this would be a good one to recommend to so and so or yeah um but yeah this one i think would be great for for people um but yeah hating game i've also been using a lot because i'm like you should read it they're making a movie like yeah yeah before the movie comes out um okay who are some of your favorite authors like go-to's Penny Reed, mm-hmm. and uh, now I'm blanking. <laughs> I I like um, Louise Penny. She does this mystery series. Mm. She's Canadian. Mm. And uh, romance-wise, uh, Christina Lauren, Penny Reed, and... Uh, Those are good ones. Apparently Sally Thorne. <laughs> yes, Sally Thorne, for sure. Yeah. Did you like 99% mine? I did. I did. Because that one seemed to be very polarizing. Yeah, we loved I it. loved it. The first section yeah. where, where she's at work just didn't kind of mesh with the whole rest of the book. And I think that's where yeah. people, but what, I think you guys mentioned her on your podcast. Once she, once we see the hero, the rest of the book was amazing. Yeah. But the first well, part, I, you didn't see him and she's at work. And I thought it was going to be about a guy at the bar that liked her, but it had nothing yeah. to do with the bar. It was kind of funny. Yeah. Well, and I think it like, can you imagine how intimidating it must've been to have hating game blow up like it did? Oh my gosh. And then have to write like a sophomore book that yeah. everybody is like looking forward to because exactly game was so huge. So I think that's why people, that's why it tended to be polarizing is because people were expecting like hating game 2.0 and yeah, it's like, come on, she can write different books. Um, okay, this is the the self uh, <laughs> the self aggrandizing section of the questions. What got you started listening to us? Uh, I was uh, 
someone posted in the Sharks of Awesome, like in Penny Reed's book group, Facebook group, that you guys were going to do a podcast on beard necessities. Yes. So. I remember that post. I do. So I, so I, of course I listened in and then I went back and said, oh my gosh, I've read all these books. So I listened to them, all the ones that I, that you did. <laughs> I really Penny enjoyed Reed it. Is, Penny Reed is a lot of people's gateway into us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, so a lot she, of people who've asked to join our Facebook group have come, if you look on it, they're also sharks. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, and Penny herself had like posted some stuff and that was kind of big for us. Oh, like, wow. Yeah. Like we were losing our minds. Yeah. yeah, we did lose our minds. Um, okay, and then finally, what is a book you would like to see us do on the show that we haven't done? Oh. Oh, you know what? I just read a really good one. And I can't remember the title. <laughs> Mom gets that. <laughs> I do get that. Because to me, a lot of the titles are the same. <laughs> yeah. There's the Happily Ever After playlist, which is the sequel oh. to The Friend Zone. Yeah. That was yeah. really good. Did you like that one? Yes, because I was okay. so upset with the friend zone with what happens to Sloan. So this is yeah. her happy ending. So it was Okay. It was nice. It's oh, a little yeah. bit frustrating, the conflict, but in the end is it like it's it's a great book. Okay. We'll have to check it out. Um Okay. Any uh that's all that I have for you. Any final thoughts from, from you before we start closing up the show? <laughs> no. Oh, you know what? I, I wanted to mention that the raccoons, Tim and Sid, uh-huh. in Toronto, like, you know, the, the raccoons, yeah. Sid, that's their it's a show, Tim and Sid in Toronto. They're like this oh. sports show. I meant to say that. <laughs> oh. so that was kind of a funny little inside joke she did there. That is there. funny. There you go. Could have been the, what's this? Strange Brew guys, Mark and Doug and Bob McKenzie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's our main, that's our main Canada reference. That's that's what we do by Canada. <laughs> right there. Sorry, don't take that personally. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, from living it. in Maine, from living in Maine, I've been to Canada a few times. But where we were living, the people on the other side of the border weren't very welcoming to people from America. They weren't very nice to us when we would come over. Mom, you should tell oh. your, um, you should tell Jen your main reference for the Canadian oh national anthem. Oh my gosh, anthem. no! <laughs> <laughs> when we were when, so I was a baby, but there was this radio commercial. Well, you were like not even born. I think I was pregnant. Yeah, with you. yeah. yeah. We, we lived in Lubbock, Texas, and there was this strip club that would advertise on the radio. And they would, they were advertising that they had this act and it was the reigning banana queen from Canada. I don't know what a reigning banana queen does in a strip club, but it was the reigning banana queen for Canada. And then they would play the Canadian national anthem. So now whenever I hear the Canadian national anthem, I always think of the reigning banana queen of Canada. You think of Jen Sylvester, too? <laughs> yeah, there you go. I wish it was that sweet. <laughs> I have pictures of what a rainy banana queen does in a strip club, and it's frightening. Um, Jen, thanks so much for coming. I know it was kind of a hassle to, like, get everything organized, so... Um, thanks for joining us. Yeah, thanks for having me. To have you. Yeah. And for talking about The Simple Wild with us, uh... And for being one of the, there were a few of you that were like huge proponents for this book and, um, 
And yeah, I loved it, was, it. So yeah, it was a great one. Good call. Yeah. Um, okay. Thanks to Jen and thanks to all of you so much for joining us. Again, if you would like to join us on June 15th for our discussion on Bookish Life of Nina Hill by Abby Waxman, you can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, and wherever your favorite podcasts are sold for free. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at NotYourMomsRom or on Facebook or Goodreads or email us at NotYourMomsRomanceBookClub at gmail.com. Don't forget to leave a review because it helps the show and we just love to read them. All right. Thanks, Mom. Thanks, Jen. Thanks. Welcome, Ellen. (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Not Your Mom's Romance Book Club is part of the Frolic Podcast Network. You can find more outstanding podcasts to subscribe to at frolic.media slash podcasts.